Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding again. And today we are going to be learning about the art of defense holding your ground against your opponent. This could be hard. Most people just crumble like a cookie, but I'm going to make sure that you stay intact, okay? You're going to have both of your feet into the ground and you're going to be an unmovable object. Even if a tank is coming near you, I'm going to make sure you have the powers, the necessary tools to defeat that tank. So sit back, relax, and learn these 10 tips on how to defend against your opponent. Holding your ground. What are you supposed to do to hold your ground in chess? Well, let me just tell you this. This is crucial for maintaining a solid position and defending against your opponent's threats. So I need you to pay attention. Most of you who are beginners listening to this podcast need this tip because most of you quit so quickly. It's insane. Like I've been having experience teaching chess, still doing one-on-one um, lessons and things of that nature, which I do have that. Go to my Instagram. But anyway, most of you do the worst move after you did a semi bad move. It's usually not the first mistake that gets you to lose that game, it's the second one. Because after you lose the bishop, you're supposed to hold the fort, you're not supposed to lose both of your rooks afterwards. And so let me just give you these tips right quick. Number one, solid pawn structure. You got to have a solid pawn structure because you got to build a strong and stable pawn structure to create a solid foundation for your position. It's important to avoid weaknesses. The pawn structure is kind of like the skeleton of the position. What if you didn't have your skeletons in your body? What else would you do? You would just be a blob of nothing. You would be a slime. I'm trying to make you into a human being. And so your pawn structure is very important. You have to avoid weaknesses like isolated pawns, um, pawn islands, um, doubled isolated pawns, things of that nature. You got to avoid those type of weaknesses. And you got to have strong, a solid foundation. You got to have something stronger. Like, for example, you have to have um, the two pawns in the center on the E and D file. You have to have you have to cause the weaknesses. You have to have the least pawn islands as possible. Don't be the guy that doesn't care about their pawns. Because if you're that guy, nobody's going to want to hang around you. Because if you don't treat your pawns with respect, then I don't even want to know how you treat other people in your life. <laughs> too serious? Too close to home? Okay, let's move on to the next tip. The second tip is control the center. You have to control the center. Whoever controls the center usually is winning the game. What is the center, you may ask H1? Well, it is E4, E5, D4, D5. Those are the center squares. If you're controlling the center squares, attacking those squares, and actually occupying those squares, then you should have more space, which leads to a winning game. And your opponent's going to be looking at you like, hey, I have all these current pieces, and you're going to be like, well... Your piece is going to stay cramped until I win this game, until I get checkmate, until your king is out in the open, or until I get a tactic, which puts me in a better position than what I was before. And so this is what you need to do. 
Central control provides flexibility, all right? So control the center. Third tip, develop harmoniously. Develop your pieces efficiently and don't bring out the queen too early and avoid moving the same piece multiple times in the opening, all right? That's what uh, developing harmoniously is. You got to be more intentional with the pieces that you are developing. Like, for example, let's go into imagination world. Just follow me over the board or whatever. You're probably going to need the board or you're probably going to just visualize what I'm saying here. Let's do E4, E5, Knight to F3, Knight to C6. And then white can either do Bishop C4, which is the Italian game, or Bishop B5, which is the Roy Lopez. Both of those moves may look somewhat similar to a beginner you may just have the thought, oh, I'm just getting my bishop out so that I can castle my king. I don't really care where the bishop goes as long as it's out the way. But you shouldn't think like that. You should be thinking, okay, I put my bishop on c4, so now I'm going to have more strategies on that f7 pawn. All right. Now I can go to knight g5 maybe in the future. Or I can go to this square maybe in the future. But with my bishop along that um, diagonal so quickly with it being on c4, I can have more threat. And then if you go to bishop b5, you should be thinking, okay, so that bishop on b5 is putting pressure on that knight on c6 right now. Even though that bishop could be attacked, I can ruin my opponent's pawn structure even if I want to. And if I ever get attacked with a6, I could just push it back or push it all the way back to um, a4 to b3. You should be thinking like that when we're talking about developing pieces harmoniously. They should all be working together. Because just think about it. As you look at other Grandmaster games, It's not a coincidence that their pieces are at the right spot. So think critically about your piece placement. Fourth thing, king safety. Castle early and ensure your king is is well protected. Avoid unnecessary pawn moves in front of your king that could weaken its position. Pretty self-explanatory. Fifth thing, piece activity. Don't attack a whole army with one piece. You're not Superman. You're not, I don't know, you're not Black Panther. You're not Iron Man. You're not Captain America. You're not Batman. You're not any of these superheroes. And none of the pieces on the board is either. I guess you can say the queen is like all powerful. But even the queen can't face off against a whole army, especially if they have a good leader. So why would you do that to your pieces? Why would you allow your pieces to get KO'd for no reason at all with no goal? Does not make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Sixth thing, you have to calculate very carefully. Most people don't know how to calculate, which I do have a visualization episode that I've done previously, which is still good. It's still valuable and it will always be valuable until the day I die. Okay, so when you're calculating, you have to remember to consider your opponent's possible responses and don't and don't assume that they're stupid, that they're a dummy or you're playing a monkey. All right. Don't assume that because usually what happens is if you're a beginner, you might do one move and then you might be like, OK, my opponent can capture that. And then I got this. And then, OK, that's that's it. That's the winning move. Where it's like, OK, did you even think about what if he doesn't want to capture back or did you think about his best move instead of thinking that he's an idiot or he's like the three stooges think more carefully when you're calculating and look out for tactics and lastly blunder check 
blunder check what you are doing because I don't know how many times I was playing chess throughout the years that I've been playing chess which is like over a decade now where I'm like oh snap that's a bad move and now I got to start this whole process again but it's better to do that than lose the game when you had a chance to win winning is what we want to do so you know what what are you doing why are you playing chess if you don't want to win seventh thing prophylaxis what is prophylaxis well it's basically anticipating your opponent's plan and preventing them from doing that plan use prophylactic moves to counter your opponent's ideas we want to push those to the side okay you basically this is what you want to do you want to execute those plans that your opponent has make sure that your opponent's face is in despair as they face you you want them to say after the game like i couldn't do any of my plans and then you want to be seething with happiness and shake their hand knowing that i'm the better player you know what i mean not in a disrespectful way but in like a more like um dominating way (laughs) don't do that to your friends only to random people but anyway let's continue eighth thing avoid premature attacks this basically coincides with what i was talking about with peace activity which is avoid launching premature attacks without adequate preparation so don't just attack with two pieces or one pieces i mean or one piece and assuming that your opponent is just gonna crumble that's not what happens okay that is not what happens if your opponent has more valuable pieces defending their king and you're attacking with only a couple pawns and a knight it's gonna backfire and then you're gonna lose the game and then you're gonna quit the game because you're gonna be like i'm trash at chess and then i'm gonna have to come um, out of nowhere and remind you hey you're not trash at chess that decision that decision was trash i'm not gonna lie that decision was horrible but you're not trash at chess you just gotta be better and you gotta put the effort in actually this isn't checkers okay or this isn't no other game where there's no strategy into it this is chess with unlimited amount of possibilities treat it as such ninth thing exchange pieces wisely whenever you do an exchange you should notice what changed in the position if you're changing i mean if you're exchanging a bishop for a knight you should notice okay was this a close position that i did this exchange in now that i don't have that extra bishop i can't take control of these certain squares or these light squares but my opponent doesn't have a knight so maybe i should change my strategy on how i um play in the end game things like that exchanges build character in the position and so the position just gets a little bit more complicated and and a little bit more dynamic the more exchanges happen and you don't want to be confused about the end game that you got yourself in you want to be like okay i knew this was going to happen because of the exchanges that i did previously and now i know the course of action i'm going to do tenth thing final patience and defense be patient and focus on defense 
when necessary. It's not always about making aggressive moves. You make aggressive moves if the position presents itself as such. But we need to be patient. We need to consolidate and defend. You do just that because sometimes you face an opponent that knows what they're doing. And when you face an opponent that knows what they're doing, that puts you on a defensive field, don't be like, well, he's not going to tell me what to do in this position. I'm going to just sacrifice pieces until they back up. That is not what happens. Usually the person that defends the best wins. Defensive players is the ones that become world champion. Attacking players is the ones that have the game of the century. Choose your lane. All right. Magnus Carlsen didn't become the best in the world because he was always attacking his opponent. No, he's known for crunching his opponent up in the end game. He's known for smothering them until they have no more air in their position. Of course, you know, we're, we're still talking about a game. <laughs> so by following these principles, you're going to hold your ground a lot more. Just be more conscious of it. It's going to just be better for you because you didn't think about this before. And now since you listen to this episode from H1, you're like, oh, snap. Now I know how to maintain a balance of between defending and being offensive. And essentially, I'm going to be successful in chess now. So, hey, you know what I mean? Follow this episode. I mean, follow the podcast in general. Give it a like. Subscribe. Do what you got to do. This is free knowledge. You know what I mean? It took me a lot of work to do this. And I'm back. Well, this was a fun podcast episode. I'm glad you liked it because I like speaking on this topic. Because most people don't know how to defend and hopefully this helped you out. So just let this be a reminder. Be more conscious about what you're doing over the chessboard. Be more conscious about actually defending and not being a punk. Know what I mean? All right. Well, on that note, keep on fighting until the end. Stay in focus in chess and also in real life too. All right. Peace. Peace.